is, I'm going to say a little embarrassing this week. Oh, em- embarrassing's not the right word. Okay. But two of the movies I watched this week have literally nothing to do with the Oscars. And we were just talking off pod how like we're behind, you know, we're super behind. There's like, I think we're saying we have to watch one a day to finish them all before the Oscars. Um, but here I am spending a week just being like, whatever. And like, not even necessarily like good stuff. Sure. So, <laughs> so I guess I'll start with this. I watched shotgun wedding. Oh yeah. The JLo Josh Dumal um, rom-com. I thought it, so is this a rom-com or is this an action movie? It's a rom-com. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you have high hopes going into this? <laughs> no, but it, it was definitely different than what I anticipated it being. So mm. the way it seems is like, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Like it's going to be an action movie that's like folded into a rom-com kind of situation or a rom-com folded into an action movie. Sure. Um, and it seems like, it's going to be that. And it is to a degree, but also not Interesting. like, so in my head, I was like, okay, it's going to be like Josh Dumal is like, you know, a Navy seal or something like that. And it's like some kind of thing from his past that's coming into like, nah, like he's oh. a baseball player <laughs> with no, like skills there's no kinds of this. like skills or special training involved. So it's not like, it's like one of them's like a, you know, a badass just like taking names. Right. It's literally just those two stumbling through the whole thing. And like what? with every rom-com pre-wedding cliche that you can think of, oh, of oh, like, man. you know, they get tied up and it turns into like a trust building exercise oh, of like God. the two of them have to work together to get out of this like kind yeah. of thing. And the whole thing is like that. And it's, it's, it's not bad. Sure. For what I'll it say is. It. It's not cringe like, oh, God, this is so terrible. Yeah. You know, th- there's not much to expect from it, but like. Right. It's it's not wild. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, hands down the best part of the whole sh- whole movie. She's in this. She's She plays uh, Josh Dumal's mother. Oh, my God. Um, let's go. So, yeah. Mother of the groom. That's fantastic. And she's just incredible. Like it, every line is just like perfect. Um, yeah. And it's weird because the cast is like not bad. I mean, it's J-Lo, it's Josh Jamal, it's Lenny Kravitz who's really good in it. It's Cheech yeah. Marin who's pretty good in it. But like mm-hmm. there's no depth to it or anything. I, I don't know. So it was like not as bad as I thought it was going to be going into it. But like feel free to skip. Yeah. Was it like 90 minutes? Yeah. Okay. And like you can pretty much. Well, I was going to say you can pretty much guess what's going to happen. But like there's a couple things in there that you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Which I think if you're expecting there to be a couple things that you're going to go, oh shit, then like you could probably guess what they're going to be, you know? (laughs) Sure, sure. I don't know that I was ever going to watch this, but as long as you didn't feel like you wasted your time, you know, I'm always down. I also watched (laughs) it in a couple parts. Oh, oh, not in one sitting. So yeah, I got like an hour in and then something pulled my attention away and I did go back. Um, which I guess says something that definitely says something. Cause there are a couple like, uh, what is it? DNF did not finish movies that I'm yeah. like, there's no shot. I'm coming back <laughs> <laughs> where you're 40 minutes in and you're like, I can't, yeah. I just can't, I just can't with this movie anymore. And this seemed like on the surface, it could be one of those, but I guess it's not. It very much could be one of those. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. 
It depends on who you are. I like I don't want to give any kind of real endorsement to this movie because like yeah. your life will be totally fine if you just never see Shotgun Wedding. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, on a completely different note, I had the opportunity to cross one of my top seven quote unquote most anticipated movies off the list this weekend, hmm. which was cool because there's a little tiny streaming service that I'd never heard of until this weekend that's a lot like Shudder. It's called Screambox, mm-hmm. and they were streaming two movies. One, Terrifier 2, which I haven't seen the first one, but I'll probably end up seeing those at some point soon, and two, The Outwaters, like that movie ah. that was my one to watch from the yeah. list, which I was like, I'm probably going to have to go to some art house theater to see this <laughs> somewhere like 40 miles away. No, yeah. I watched it at home, which I don't know if that was the right setting, but uh, this is a crazy, crazy movie. And I remind me the the premise of this one. So this is a found footage film that is essentially a group of friends go out to the desert in L.A. to go make a music video, and right. a phenomenon starts starts to occur. And you don't know what's going on in the trailer. This movie is way more experimental than it is like traditional. Mm. Uh, it's told through memory cards, which is kind of interesting. So like it's split into sections ah. and each section is like a found memory card where they just play the clips. Obviously it's edited, it's a movie, but sure. um, which I thought was really interesting because it d- felt like a memory card that you'd plug in and just go through clip, clip, clip. Like things don't necessarily always line up until yeah. you get to the last half where they're just recording the the nastiness. This is a really, really unique and I really enjoyed this movie. It's hard because I was looking for like a Blair Witch movie. It's Mm -hmm. not. It's very much not. When you hit the halfway point, things start to get experimental. And also, like if you're not in for the ride, you probably want to leave the theater. Like it Mm. is unnerving. It is, a lot of the shots are through like a, a flashlight, I guess, where you're... You can only see like maybe eight an eight inch diameter of where it's pointing, and it's pointing, yeah. you know, around this like their campsite or whatever. And uh, I've heard people call this like a cosmic horror kind of film. Okay, and that's what it is because by the end, it's hard to explain. This is like Skinamarink, where you're like, there's not really. Something I was gonna you say, is it similar like in vibe? Like yes. Except for it's graphic. Like by the end, you're like, oh mm. wow, like there's blood, there's guts, you see stuff happen, but you're not, you're trying to make sense of what you're seeing and what you're supposed to be taking away from it. Um, yeah. It's hard to describe. And it's weird that these two movies hit so close together because, and, and have made such a splash because, like, I don't know who to recommend this to. Like, even my friends who love horror, I'm like, like, I'd recommend Danielle see this because I know she would enjoy this. Sure. Like, Shout Rebecca, out I doubt you know shout out rebecca too but like i doubt that she would enjoy this movie because it's it's like an hour 45 hour 50 and by the end you're like what the hell am i watching um so i'm glad this is my one to watch it is really unique and interesting and really well made fifteen thousand dollars it cost them to make this movie um seen by a ton of people and i hope that these filmmakers get to do more in the future because i'm like this shows a lot of promise like you that's can do something this. <laughs> that would be interesting to talk about at some point of like how many like if this had been made like content of it aside but if yeah. this had been made 20 years ago mm-hmm. how many people would have actually ever seen this movie and how much of it would have just been like a stepping stone for the filmmakers to move on to their next thing right um whereas now it's like 
And I mean, I guess we've talked about this before, but now it's yeah. like a, uh, this is just here for people to watch if they want to. Yeah. And the fact that like these movies build hype, which is like yeah. not Skinnamarink. I almost want you to watch it because it's like really not a hype. You go in and you're like, this is like still footage of kids. You can't even tell what's going on for most of the, you know, hmm. hour 50 you're watching it, which is really interesting. But like I can, I would assume 80% of the people that check these movies out are like, I'm not, it's not for me. Um, yeah. Which it's is more cool. of like a intellectual like think piece kind of thing than like an exactly. enjoyment kind of situation yeah it's there's a huge huge gap between this and halloween kills you know like a <laughs> massive gap yeah. um but there's movies for everyone so i'm glad i checked that waters out uh kind of wish i had seen it in a theater but so yeah scream box apparently it's five bucks. all right there you go <laughs> just another one on another the one. list <laughs> One of these days I'm going to have to do the math and figure out what I'm paying in streaming services. Do you want to do that though? Do you really? See, here's the thing is like, I don't know if it would be higher or lower than the number that I have in my head that I think I pay. Like part of me is like, I think there's a chance I could do the math and it would be lower because I've kind of just gone like, yeah, I, I, there's like 10 of them. They're all like seven bucks a piece or 10, like, right, you right. know, whatever that math is. Um, but it might not be that at all. It might be like, oh yeah, there's two that I'm paying like a dollar ninety nine for. Right, right. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of movies that I paid a dollar ninety nine for, yeah. I don't think that's true. No, that's not definitely not true. Uh, okay. The one I'm going to, but <laughs> well, okay, yeah. I don't know what ones you pay dollar ninety nine for, but uh, to get away from my embarrassing ones and more mm. towards my uh, less embarrassing ones. Um, I watched The Woman King. I saw. With yes. uh, Viola Davis. Um, yes. And I mentioned this off pod, but I'll, I'll say it for real now. Uh, I really wanted to watch two Leslie. Yeah. But like for this tuned in. Mm -hmm. um, and I was actually considering like not talking about The Woman King here mm -hmm. because I want to see that comparison because Viola Davis is fucking incredible in this movie. She crushes it. It's like <laughs> insane. And she's good already. <laughs> and she's good already, but it's like, th there's like a, a depth to this character and like a um, complexity that is stunning. And I really want to watch two Leslie and be like, is this operating on the same level? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, because the woman King for our listeners, uh, arguably the one that got snubbed by uh, Andrea Risenborough. Yes. Getting the best actress nomination. This movie's crazy. <laughs> yeah i like don't even know how to like really describe like uh just the the, the de i did not know john boyega was gonna be in it really yeah interesting and uh i don't know man like outside of viola davis being like groundbreaking i don't really even know what to say yeah uh about this movie i mean it's a movie that like it definitely follows suit with a lot of those historical like not dramas and not action movies, but somewhere in the middle. Like I've seen people compare this to like Gladiator in ways. Yeah. And, but it's the entertainment value. Like it's not smacking you over the head with like, these are all the lessons that you should be learning from this, even though those come across really naturally. It's just a really good movie to watch. Like I just yeah. was in the theater being like, wow, I'm having the time of my life watching all of these people, you know, act amazingly like everybody in it was great Lashana Lynch is amazing in this yeah they seem like they had a great time doing it and 
Viola Davis, dude, she got so jacked for this movie too. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> I mean, I remember just the first like stills that we saw from this yeah. and everyone going like, oh, fuck. Yes. She like, put the work in. Do not mess. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I like that. It's such a terrible fucking like tuned in review of this, of like, this movie's incredible, but I don't know what <laughs> else to say. Else I was just say. like into it the whole yeah. way through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would say also it would have been nice to see Gina Prince Bythe would get a nomination for this movie because I think it is strong and it's definitely stronger mm-hmm. than some of the nominees that are out there. Like this is the movie that I'm like, it, it ticks the boxes, dude. It takes yeah. all the boxes. Like, why was this not in the conversation for so many of these awards or categories, I should say? I just, it's kind of astounding. And if Andrea Riseborough does win, like, I don't have a problem yeah. with her right now, but I will have a problem if that happens because, again, this is the movie that it pushed out. Yeah. You yeah. know? It's, it's Viola Davis and Danielle Deadweiler for Till. Like, that's, yeah. those got pushed because of that movie. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, really good though what was your star rating i didn't see one. Oh, i didn't put one in but i i mean it's a solid four yeah um, yeah <laughs> you know i think i i think it got a little muddy towards the end yeah um but i think that tends to happen with these kinds of like period movies because they build out like it's such a strong beginning yeah like defining of the world right and then it builds its thing up and then it like it has to crawl its way back gladiators an astute like comparison because i think I, I felt a lot of that same kind of stuff of like there's parts in this second third act of gladiator that i'm like i don't really remember what was going on like yeah. you, you know um and then you muddy. get the final no you know right <laughs> but yeah yeah i'm glad you watched it um yeah worth it one of the better movies of the year for sure yeah deserves to be on the oscar list for sure Absolutely. And uh, following in that, another movie that definitely deserves to be on the Oscars list uh, is After Sun, which I checked out this weekend, Mm -hmm. which has been sitting in my rental queue for literally 28 days. I rented it because it was on sale. Yeah. Because I just do that when I see movies that are like four bucks. I'm like, rent it. And you have 30 days to start it. I started it on like day 28 because I'm like, okay, I got to watch After Sun. Well, yeah. This movie is really, really freaking good, man. This movie is different than I thought it was going to be also because it's kind of this memory piece where basically the plot is this woman is reminiscing on the final moments she was able to spend with her father. Like it was this weekend vacation. Father was portrayed by Paul Meskel, who is absolutely amazing in this movie. And it's told through camcorder footage mixed in with her own quote-unquote memories. So like you're getting some accuracies through the camcorder and then some we're not sure how accurate this is through the memory sure and wow this movie and i think depending on who you are as with all movies but this one specifically depending on who you are is going to really hit you differently because it's about from the mescal character it's about guilt and also you know deep not i wouldn't say depression but mental illness as well Mm. as you know, the daughter's kind of blaming him for a lot of things, but also trying to reconcile with how should I be viewing this person who is so important to me, but also I feel like they have betrayed me in ways. Yeah. It's just a really powerful movie. It is shot gorgeously. The cinematography is, and I talk about cinematography all the time, but like this one, she utilized, Charlotte Wells, the filmmaker, just utilizes reflection and mirrors and windows and 
in in the way I saw it was like those are the moments where we're not sure if that's reality because you see reflections in TV screens, you see reflections mm-hmm. in like the pool and sometimes I'm like well maybe that's not exactly what how it happened or what I'm not sure, you know. Yeah. But this movie is beautiful. It is beautiful and I think it would be a really good um double feature with Petite Maman, which is the Celine Siama movie from this year. And mm. honestly in a weird way, it would be a good triple feature with Sundown. Like there's a lot in common ah. with those three movies that's just about reckoning with your the you know the forces that uh yeah. crafted you into a person and your parents um just a really really beautiful movie paul mescal deserves the nomination he's amazing in this film um just heart-wrenching and also just natural which i'm yeah. finding a lot of naturalistic performances coming out recently where i'm like these are real people like yeah. just straight up real people um and I just need to bring up the name because I keep forgetting because she's been in one movie and it was called After Sun. Uh, her name is Frankie Corio, who Corio, plays yeah. Sophie, which is his daughter. And she's just amazing. Amazing. I'm like, how the hell have you not been? She's got a bright future ahead. So yeah. definitely check out After Sun. I know you're going to anyways, but uh, yes. it is it is good. I, I will say overhyped. It's making a lot of people's like number one of the year. Mm-hmm. And maybe that has to do with who you are as a person and how it hits you. Because I know some people who've lost parents and they're like, this movie like is the best movie I've ever seen, period, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but really strong. Definitely think everyone should check it out. (laughs) Really quiet, patient movie. (laughs) Nice. That just tears you apart. (laughs) I have like one more I could throw out there, but it's like not worth talking about. You know what? I want to talk for one minute about Ant-Man. Okay. Nothing major, because you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I have not. So I saw Ant-Man on Thursday night, IMAX, <laughs> opening night. Wasn't yes. prepared for it. Read my Letterbox review. You'll mm-hmm. see it all there. And I was really not looking forward to this movie. I was actually like, do I cancel my ticket? Like, I really don't want to see this Ooh. movie. This is not nearly as bad as people say it is. I, like, left the movie being like, one, it's two hours long, dude. Sick. Done deal. That's perfect. Classic Peyton Reed. (laughs) Yeah. Two, Paul Rudd is the only character that this comedy style works for. I was not Mm. mad at the comedy because it's Paul Rudd and that's Scott Lang. Three, Jonathan Majors is the best part of every movie he's in and that is, does not, you know, that stays true for this movie. It's it's an interesting phase uh, phase five starter. That's all I'll say because it doesn't bring the heat but it's also not as bad as Thor Love and Thunder, you know? Yeah. And it, and, it, and I had more fun with this than Wakanda Forever. And it's not as messy as Multiverse of Madness. So yeah. it has a lot of things going for it. Um, I'm curious to see what you think about it. Uh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer is fantastic in this movie. Um. I, that's what I've heard a, a few. I, she was trending uh, on Twitter yeah. last Thursday or last Friday because people were like, she just steals everything. She steals yeah. the whole thing. She's so um, good. Which I'm like, she's Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. She, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's her and Michael Douglas, their their chemistry. I mean, it's yeah. just fantastic. Um, so that's all I'll say about Ant-Man 3. All right. Definitely worth checking out, I think. You know, if you're yeah. still in the MCU machine. <laughs> I'm still, well, and like Ant-Man has always been one of my favorites. So, yeah. Yeah. you know. Oh, uh, you are not going to be ready for MODOK. <laughs> I have literally since Thursday, I've just yeah. been like unfollowing. I know you have YouTube to. things that are like, you can't see a frame of tr- Modoc. <laughs> I'm see? not prepared. 
Maybe I'll go this weekend. Although yeah. I fucking so many movies to watch already. I know. But this is one where it's like MCU can't yeah. get spoiled. It's like you have it's to, it, it takes it's precedent. 